The Leopard Spots, Matt's Tuesday Tips. Welcome back to Trot's Life. Matt, how do you want your surname pronounced? Because I like Lepard, but you tell us, how do you want it pronounced? Yeah, talks way off the mark here. Yeah. Oh, what? Yes. Another one to me. <laughs> uh, no, well, you're not quite right either, Toby. Oh. So it's, it's Leopard. Leopard. Yeah. Toby's, Toby's emphasising the L-E like le. Yeah. Uh, leopard. Um, not leopard like the animal. Um, it, it's French-Canadian um, heritage. So, um, Leopard. Uh, leopard. Like, focus on the lep. L-E-P-P, lep. Lep. And then ard. Lep. Ard. Matt, lep. Ard. Uh, right. Talk, I've, known, I've, I've known you for a number of years and you still thought it was uh, leopard. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's close enough, isn't it? I'm good at, as you know, I'm good at writing things and spelling things, but maybe not so good at pronouncing them. But we, I have spent <laughs> a lot of time with you, uh, Maddie, and it, uh, I've even heard you refer to yourself as the big cat, so I think that's <laughs> what you would prefer to be called. <laughs> Well, blame Shannon Nixon for that. He's the one that started it all many, many years ago. All right. <laughs> Let's, in all seriousness, like, Matty, you, you see these things really clearly. Um, a bit of Mick Gurren about you when it comes to this stuff, which I love. Beyond the Light Open 6 is already in the $3.50. You're in ninth in the Hunter Cup. You're in second in a Ballarat of Cup course. So I assume you've got the market up in front of you. What are your thoughts on the Terrain Cup straight away, mate? Oh, that was me that took the six bucks. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, like, he's into the right price now. I think if you were to, to do, a, like, a, a market at 100%, it'd be sort of at least $3.50 the field. Um, Fidey's open way, way, way too short, given its racing style. Um, mm. And that was even before I realised that the horses had an issue. So... Uh, it's obviously got plenty of ability, plenty of speed, but its racing pattern would generally mean that it's probably got to go back here at the start, which means it's going to settle last. So uh, I wouldn't have even had it favourite. Um, so the 220 or 230 or whatever it opened up was, was really short. Um, the speed map's a bit tricky because the, the gate speed runners here that are likely to make the early play are all quite big odds in the market. So numbers one, Springfield Affair, Number three, Jillaby Willow. Number four, Jillaby Jack Sparrow. Uh, that's probably your early speed. Vincent Cango probably pushes forward just to get a spot across to the running line. Uh, District Attorney, I've got a really strong opinion on this horse in general in terms of its best racing pattern. And in my opinion, it's not a leader. Um, if you go back through its form, it, it's much more effective driven with a sit. And I think towards the end of last campaign, the stable and the people driving the horse started realising that and they stopped leading on the horse. So uh, based on that, I, I'd be very surprised if they went forward. So you've got the two that are short in the market, six and seven, fighties and district attorney that probably go back and then all the roughies down towards the inside go forward. So um, it makes it a very open race. Um, Hurricane Harley drawn outside back row. He's obviously been a very good horse for a long time, but it's a long, long time since he's won a race when he mm. hasn't led. And he certainly won't be leading from gate 12 here. So automatically, uh, I put a line straight through him. Um, so, yeah, it's a very open race. So I, I haven't really had a good look at it because the form guides aren't out on the internet yet or anything. But, um, I mean, like beyond a light, the $6 opening was just too big. He's the only horse in this race, I think, that went around in the... The Hunter Cup, and he was pretty good in that.
um, that race. I thought he was terrible at Bendigo um, in the Bendigo Cup, but then he went a bit better at Ballarat and then went fine in the Hunter Cup. So not sure what happened there at the start of January. He must have had an issue, but um, he seems back on track now. And, and as I said, he's the only one to come out of the Hunter Cup, but he's into the right price now at around the 350 mark. And I think come race time, it'll be sort of 350 to field. Beyond the Light's last three wins were the four-year-old APG uh, heat and final and then a, a band five race at Albion Park in 2022, Matt. Yeah, he hasn't done a lot of winning in recent years. Um, mm. But in saying that, he hasn't done a lot of racing either. And a lot of his racing has been against the best horses around, which unless you're late to fame, it's not easy to to go winning regularly when you're running against the, the best of the best. Um, but in saying that, you know, you've got a point. Maybe he has become a bit of a non-winner. Um, and he's not necessarily the toughest sort of animal either. He's more of a speed horse. So whether that means that they are willing to try and put him into the race mid-race and go to the breeze, or whether they're happy just to hope the tempo's strong enough to come with one run, I'm not sure. Any questions for Matt in the Pacers Cup, Tim? Um, I'm. Have you got a... You've talked about the speed being down to the inside. Uh, is it Jillaby Willow first to the pegs, Matty, do you reckon? Um. Well, Springfield Affair, they love to drive it aggressively, but this is a, a really big step up in class for it. Um, I'm assuming uh, Lockie Cook takes the drive. Yep. He yep. Um, yep. he drove it at, at Melton on, on Hunter Cup night. and he, He's actually a really good driver, Lockie. I'm surprised he's not getting more opportunities. Um, Golden hands. He's been driving on. winners. He's been driving winners for a few years now, and, and um, the opportunities have dried up a bit, which I'm really surprised with. He should be getting more opportunities he does because he's a really good driver, in my opinion. Um, so the horse does have very good gate speed, Springfield Affair. He crossed quite easily from gate five on Hunter Cup night, and he, he got pulling really hard that night and ran along. If he was to lead and pull in this sort of race over the longer trip, he wouldn't run out the, the 2,600. So that's obviously a concern. Um, and, and then you've got the two... Jillaby horses. Jillaby Willow's very, very fast, but once again, if she led, she would probably want a hand because she probably wouldn't see at the 2600 in front. So, if they're both happy to hand, then it could even be Jillaby Jack Sparrow that ends up in front. Uh, but once again, I'm not sure if he would really run out of strong, a strong 2600 yeah. either. Yeah. Um, so, it's a very confusing race early, and um, but, I mean, like, of those three, the most logical leader could even be Jillaby Jack Sparrow at around 30 to 1. But I think he lacks the class and the staying prowess to win a race like this over the longer trip. So, as I said, it's a very even field. Yeah, it's, um, yeah well, we'll talk about the next race. I mean, this maybe presents an opportunity for our Vincent Kango to keep forging on, do you reckon, um, Matt? Um if Jillaby Willow ends up getting to the pegs and, and hands to Jillaby Jack Sparrow, I would be stunned if Jillaby Jack Sparrow handed, given that it'll have the stable mate on its back. Yeah. Um, our Vincent can go has proven that he can run out this trip in this type of race, but I can't see how Jillaby and Jillaby would allow our Vincent can go to yeah. get to the pegs and be the one that runs the show up front. Yeah, good point. The, the Terang Trotters Cup, Matt, your eyes are drawn to the 10-metre markers like ours, I would imagine. Uh, can you just confirm where the 10-metre line starts? Uh, sorry, mate. Yeah, so 7, 8, 9 and 10 are off 10 metres. The, the, the first okay. six are off the front. It is a bit tough for you not having these fields, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, the field's done out. But I did see the noms yesterday and I remembered that he's all muscle was off 10, so I assumed that everything from him down was off 10. Um, there's three very good, promising, informed trotters here. And it's impossible to 
predict or even have a bet, really, because in my opinion, whoever steps the quickest and uh, settles in front of the others will probably work around and find the front, and whoever, whichever of those three find the front will then probably win the race. So I'm going to have to go and do some stand-start form, do some replays. He's all muscle, has shown this preparation that he's really taken the next step. Um, I reckon last prep last year he was just a handy up-and-comer. But what we've seen this time in, a couple of dominant wins, and then in the um, in the Great Southern Star Heat and Final, he showed that he's a boy that's become a man, and um, and he has shown that he can can match it with the best, um, and can lead and cop pressure against the best, and still be there at the end. Um, as we saw in the Great Southern Star, there wasn't much between him and Kiang Chucky. Um, they were leader and leaders back in that final from memory, and there wasn't too much between them. Chucky got up for third, and, and Hazel Muscle was just behind that. And Kiang Ignite, uh, on ability, he might be better than the other two, but we didn't quite get to see it on Great Southern Star Night because he was going to qualify for the final and then galloped at the top of the straight. Um, it would have been good to... That was in the heat. It would have been good to see him make the final to see how he measures up. Um, so it's very hard to split the three of them. They're all very, very good, very promising, but... As I said, a lot will come down to that first 200 as to who steps the quickest. And for that reason, I'm, I'm going to sort of hold fire until I do some replays on stand starts and that sort of thing. Carl Valley Hotspur, um, I don't think he's anywhere near as good as those other three. He's shown that when he comes up against the best ones, he can't really match the match. Shepard and a month ago, I'm ready Jet covered him easily, mm. albeit she's obviously a very good mare. But then last week at Cranbourne, uh, he really got found out over the longer trip, the 2,500 against Mufasa Metro and I'm Ready Jet. And um, and as we've seen in the Great Southern Star, he's all muscle and Kiang Chucky are already good enough to, to line up against, you know, those, if you draw a line between them and um, like Mufasa Metro through the Great Southern Star. Um, and then obviously Mufasa Metro belted up Kai Valley Hotspur last week. So... I can't really see Quai Valley Hotspur matching these other three um, and all the ones off the front I just don't think are going well enough. Kiang Zena hasn't come back. She's going dreadfully this prep and the rest off the front uh, are just not up to it. So it's a clear race in three, but the market suggests that. Right, Tim, off all of that information, I'm ready to go with my $100 spend and we'll get to a break. We'll come back with Matty on uh, for some tips. I'll have 40 the win on Kiang Ignite to get back 120. I just think he's just a little bit better than them. And I'm going to have a, a, a multi-play or two-pronged attack in the Terrain Cup and I'm looking for the pegs. And I thought Maddie said about Jack Sparrow getting to the front and Jewelby Willow being on its back. I'm going to go five the win and 20 the place Jewelby Willow at 34 and 650. And five the win and 20 the place on Ideal Escape. If Springfield Affair holds up and it's on the leader's back, he could win this race, Ideal Escape. So that's my multi-play in the Terrain Cup. Over to you. Uh, sorry, I, so I missed your spend there. So you're spending 50 on each race, not 100 on each race? Uh, oh, yeah, hun- yeah, 100 or 100 total? So, sorry, yeah, cool. 40, right. 40 the win, King Ignite, and five by 25, Jewelby Willow and Ideal Escape. It was, sorry. Cool. Well, I'll have, uh, in the Trotters Cup, I'm having 25. I'm trying to turn a profit here, and I'm convinced the winner will come from uh, numbers seven or eight, and Maddie's uh, giving me a push in that direction here. So I'm 25 a win, Kiang Ignite, and 25 a win, He's All Muscle, uh, both around the $3 mark. And uh, I'm going to have 50 a place on Jillaby Willow. 
I like her chances um, of getting across and, and running a drum at $6.50 on the fixed odds. So I'm having 5 by 25 Jewelby Willow, and you're having 50 to place Jewelby Willow. That's very interesting. Terang Trotters Cup. I'm backing Keying Ignite, and you're backing Keying Ignite. So we're in cahoots here. Tim, thank you so much, mate. Uh, we'll let you go, uh, and we'll do it all again next week. Sounds good. See you, boys. See you later, mate. Uh, Matty, hey, stay there. Uh, Matty, we'll be back the other side with some tips for today. Welcome back. Second hour is locked away now. <laughs> Working the ad breaks. Paddy Lee at 12.04. Greg Norman, 12.20. And Jody Quinlan at 12.40. We'll be talking terrain cups. But before that, we've got some races today. We'll get some quick tips off you, Matty, for the, today's Around the Grounds. Ararat, Menengo and Albion Park. Yeah, so let's go to Ararat first. Um, I'm not generally a big fan of betting at Ararat. I just don't really like the track and the way it plays. But um, I've had a few bets there tonight. So we'll go to race four, number three, I'm Eugene. Um, hoping it can lead all the way. It'll be all or nothing at the start, but hopefully it can cross. And if it does, it'll go well. Um, then we'll go over to race six, um, number eight, done well. Plenty of hot speed off the front row, so I can poke through early and then go to the breeze if needed and hopefully be too good. And then race seven, um, number one, Normandy Nugget. Um, Michelle White, not a driver I'd normally back, but I think uh, ticks all the boxes here and can hopefully hold the front from gate one. And if it does, it'll go very, very close. Um, so we'll go over to Menangle now. Yep. Uh, race six. Um, I've backed one at a, a big each way price here. Number seven, Warita Boy for David Thorne and Jack Trainer. Um, I reckon they've been driving it wrong. I reckon it's a sit sprinter, and from the wide draw, it gets that chance to be driven appropriately today, and I think at a big H-way price, um, it was a really good bet. That's race six, number seven, Warita Boy. Um, race seven, number six, has the courage uh, for Robbie Morris. Uh, it's had a handful of runs for the stable now, and its last run indicated that it's ready to win. Made really good ground in, in a 27-2 last quarter, so it gets its chance today. And race eight, number six, our Uncle Jim. This is a horse that uh, has been racing in Metro grade in stronger race than this. Mm. And it, uh, as long as it can slot in and just settle sort of in the running line, one out, two back or something like that, I reckon it might run over them late. So that's race eight, number six. And if we go over to Albion Park, yep, um, a couple of bets there. Race six is a really good race. Um, there's two very, very smart three-year-olds here, Dally Rowe Dally and Factfinder, and I think they'll both go on to become, uh, you know, Queensland derby types. And I think D- Dally Rowe drawing the front row can zip across and lead here. I think he can get across to the pegs. And if he does, Pete McMullen in front, there's none better up there in Queensland. So Dally Rowe, race six, number five. And then race seven, which is a veterans race for the seven-year or older yeah. horses. And Bombardier Jujon comes out of much stronger races. Uh, he gets back to veterans grade here after running some really good races in strong Saturday night grade, and he has the toughness to push forward and get to the breeze. And um, if he breezes or even leads, well, if he leads, he's immoral. If he breezes, I think he can still win. So that's race seven, number five, Bombardier Jujon for Trista Dixon, which I assume Grant is still travelling with Leap to Fame, given that he doesn't let that horse leave his sight, and therefore Trista <laughs> is doing the stable driving. Can't blame him. Matty, thanks so much for your contribution, mate. This concept of this show is working so well, and Dad, you into it is absolutely sensational. Beyond the light, into $3.50. And Jillaby Willow, in after Tim and I tipped her, $21.433 she's come into. So off the back of your analysis and our tipping, we're creating some uh, turnover on harness racing. It's very important. So we thank you, mate, and hopefully uh, we can slot you into the same spot next week. Thanks, Tobes. See ya.
There's Matt.